What's up, my good people? Sometimes I wake up and I feel as though like I'm a size large and I'm killing the game. But in actuality, I'm probably a 3X. Probably a 3X. Probably a motherfucking 3X. I am a 3X. I feel like I'm not my motherfucking size sometimes because I'm that confident in who I am. And it's taking a long time to get there. I I just really want to express my journey along with a few other things dealing with the world as we know it. Lizzo, what, what, what the hell is going on with that situation? What's going on with Trump? And how do y'all feel about your boy Juice World? Y'all stay tuned in the bathroom, you guys. In the bathroom chronicles. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I can't sing like I used to. <clears throat> the high notes. <clears throat> they killing me. But y'all stay tuned in the bathroom. <clears throat> What's up, what's up, my good people? So let me tell y'all about my weekend. My weekend was awesome, you guys. I was very cultured. Cultured. I felt as though I was a 40-year-old man living in New York City trying to engage in all the goddamn museums. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I, I just felt myself. You know what I'm saying? Like... My black ass went and got a full body massage. Um, and it was deep tissue. Let me tell y'all about that shit. That shit was painful, number one. And my old lady, I think she was punishing my ass for last week because I was kind of showing out a little bit. But I got a full body massage. She, the the um, person who was giving me the massage... She put her motherfucking elbow and grease on my motherfucking back. Do you understand me? That shit hurt so bad. I was sitting up there about to cry. I swear I shed a tear after I rolled over. And I was sitting up there like, damn, nigga. How? How am I in this much pain? And I'm supposed to be feeling peaceful and shit. You know? But anyway. I I got up and I felt some type of way. And... You know, we were supposed to, you know, relax or whatever, but we went and got some coffee. You know, I, I don't that ain't my shit. You know, I don't I don't have to go get no goddamn coffee because coffee ain't mine. It ain't my, my it's not my stilo, number one. Um two, it makes me sleepy. So after I drunk this frappuccino with espresso, it, I kinda felt a little, you know, drowsy. But you know, I was just like, let's do, let's go driving around. So we went riding around Lafayette, and then we went to um, a couple stores. We went to Vermilionville. Vermilionville is this park on um, the east side of Lafayette, and the park is it's very historic. It was like one of the first areas of Lafayette. Um, that settlers went to and they had like reenactments and stuff like that but of course my ass wanted to go and get something to eat so I went and um I went to the buffet got me some catfish and um scalloped potatoes and stuff like that and we we went around um being cultured as 
you know, we, we do. And we stop by <laughs> and we communicate with this um, woman. Let's actually take it back. Let's take it back. Um, we went to this house and um, they had some black history, which was weird to me. You know, I was expecting a little bit more, but of course, I guess it's kind of, you know, it's kind of washed a little bit because people want to feel good about themselves. So we went into this other spot where this woman was sitting in front of this quilt. It was this quilt blanket type of thing going on. And she was telling us about how slaves used to use patterns from blankets and things of that nature to guide them north and so many people like historians don't believe that story um but i'm gonna i actually believe that because you know we are smarter than most people give us credit so i'm gonna say that we use things of that nature to guide us north but we went um and we communicated with the woman and she was telling us about her experience in Lafayette and listen like I like Lafayette don't get me wrong but it's a different space like in Mississippi you you know the the people who ran the town at one point who who you know established the industrial parks and things of that nature like in Hattiesburg you had the Tatums the Tatums run Hattiesburg right like that's a known thing. Um, what's crazy is is that like not too many people really notice it. It's just like one of those things where uh, they're here but they're quiet. Versus in Lafayette, like you got all types of families down here. Like they run Lafayette literally. Their families have you know spurted out into a plethora of wild motherfuckers you know what i'm saying and i be sitting up here like damn like it's a big ass family of people here versus in you know in mississippi where i'm from it's just like eh, you, you got little spurts of people here here and there um or they have changed their name over time or they've married into different families so it's just like we really don't have that as much whereas here it's just like in your face you know what i'm saying so that was that with that particular place vermilionville awesome place y'all should go um the next day oh i forgot to mention we went and um we did a little shopping christmas shopping and shit like that um i can't wait to get my christmas sweater because that shit gonna be banging y'all gonna be laughing at my ass because that shit is fire it's fire stay tuned stay tuned stay tuned so the next day which was sunday we went to whitney plantation whitney plantation is a popular plantation um outside of i would say new orleans but it's really outside of baton rouge it's not that far from baton rouge and we went there and you know how most places like that like I've been to a couple places where I just felt the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lorraine Hotel, which is in Memphis, where Martin Luther King was killed. As a kid, I recall being in that space and I felt, you know, 
the air. I felt like somebody important was there. Um, I'm trying to think of another space where I've been. Montgomery um, and Birmingham where the four little girls were um, killed due to the bomb. We went there and I felt that that sense of air, you know, like something bad had happened. But whereas at the Whitney Plantation, I didn't feel nothing. Like it was just like we were there. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the space. I enjoyed the tour. I enjoyed all that. I'll give that, if anything, like if I was to do a one of five star rating, I would give it five. But the space itself, like, I don't feel like I was touched in any way. And I asked my old lady about it. Like, I asked her, I said, did you feel like, you know, you felt anything? She was just like, no, I, I didn't either. And I thought it was just me. I thought I was just losing my damn mind. And in reality, I think I was expecting it to be like I had saw it on YouTube. Y'all, like, I'm one of them people that go on YouTube and I go on Google Maps to search for spaces that I had never been before just to look at it to see, wow, you know, a lot of people say a lot of good things about this space. Let me go to it. So when I finally went in there, and I was just like, eh, okay. Um, we went into a church. Um and we got to see children um it was little statues of children um with no eyes and that was supposed to represent that they had no hope for the future only thing that they looked forward to was to go to heaven and reap the benefits of their labor here on earth and it was so that particular part hearing that part was kind of sad for me because i'm just like damn you know as a kid you know i looked to having a future i knew i was going to be the next police officer or the next doctor or whatever i knew that i was going to go to new york i haven't been yet but i knew i was going to venture into different spaces and to see that there were people here on this earth you know my ancestors as children they had no hope for the future even after being slaves they had no hope um, no vision whatsoever and that was so unfortunate um, and then we went to an area where um, they had a list of all the children who had been on the plantation along with a good majority of children in the state of Louisiana I think and the reason why they were able to keep up with this information is because um, the families that own the property before kept the records on at the plantation they never gave it to the public and the man dr cummings um purchased the plantation and when he purchased it he went into the space and found all of those records um and that's how they were able to uncover and reveal all that information but was what was fascinating to me was 
Okay, they baptized these people as Catholic, and a lot of them had endured a lot of hell getting over. Um, initially, the plantation was an indigo plantation, um, and they had servants who came over to help, and a majority of them were killed or they died because. The, the lack of resources, the lack of food, they had overworked them, pe- the people. So over time, they realized that indigo was not a good source of money. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get indigo. I'm trying to sell it. It's not popping like talking about. So they, I think, realized that that land was more suitable for cane, sugarcane. So they started planting sugarcane. They got slaves over here to to perform labor and stuff like that. And again, horrible situation. Um, they weren't afforded as much. And a lot of people were killed again, still. They had no high rate of longevity at all these people were dying fairly young i think they you know once they arrived they had 10 years to live they were expected to live for 10 years that's horrible like what the fuck so we went around and i saw some quotes one of the quotes was um about um a woman who had 15 children by 15 different men because the master kept selling the men off every time she would have a child which was awful like well i'm like damn like that's just imagine the traumatic situation you know to have 15 kids by 15 different men like that is awful um another one was where a slave master insisted that he basically torture his son um just because he was um black so you know it was known for the mistress to give the the black child hell if he was a product of the slave i mean the slave master but the the mistress she understood what the the master was doing she you know understood the torture that he was um inflicting on his child so she started trying to help him out and the slave master he insisted to just give this child hell um he made him wear a bell around um just treating him horribly whipping him it, it was really crazy as fuck to me um and to sleep ugh, i said to sleep to see the um the slave quarters it was kind of fucked up like i, I couldn't imagine imagine dealing with that shit i couldn't imagine and to realize that the only person who had a chance of becoming free was a blacksmith and it created tension because these slaves had the idea that if they could work to 
um, gain access to money, they could be free. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You know, it gave them a sense of false hope. And it was tragic to me, you know, to create division amongst people. And, you know, I, I learned this in school because the man was just like, they don't teach you this in a, a history book. But <laughs> slavery is not about um, black people versus white people. I mean, I, I, I've never believed that. I've never believed slavery existed like that. However, we have always been put in a place of being mysterious. Like, we were not ever appreciated as people. Let me make that clear. But slavery in the United States was never for a source of trying to create division. Of course it did. However, it was for um, the economy. You create division, you have a great economy. Look at it, like, for real. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever seen Michael Moore's Bowling for Columbine. I've probably talked about it before in the previous episode. But Bowling for Columbine will show you some shit, like... I was sitting here watching it again. I watched it in high school and I I enjoyed it. Michael Moore is fucking hilarious, but he keep it 100. Michael Moore talked about how the United States was created in fear. You know, you have decades of issues that come along. You have pilgrims who come over. You know, people come over for various reasons, but you have several things that come into play people come over with the fear of hey we need to start over because what they're doing to us in england is crazy let's go to create a space where we're free they get over here and they um they realize that they don't have enough resources also they're in a space where they're having to deal with people they're not accustomed to and you know what's crazy like these people were looked at as savages natives they were looked at as savages so it created a whole different form of fear you know who are these people and um you move forward um where you have to bring in slaves because you're fearful of work. And when they start to outnumber you, you grow fearful and you strive you strive to create division by employing employing the idea that if we if we treat some of them differently they'll get the idea to treat each other differently or if you beat them you have this idea that hey they'll stay in line because they will understand they'll never be right regardless of how good they are they'll never be right and 
I, I realized that sometimes it, it is in the case of, you know, hazing. I, I think like it definitely connects with hazing. Um, shout out to my supervisor on this because like she brought this to my attention. Those type of experiences that we go through um, in our fraternities and sororities replicate the endurance of what these people had to deal with like they had so much to deal with and we get a short glimpse of what they have to deal with as a people you know what I'm saying and I think that's to really show you to be grateful and be humble about what we've gone through as a black people because so many times we forget our space we forget our struggle and we continue to try to move forward only to realize that we're still not appreciated and we're still not looked at as smart individuals so i I just think it's so unfortunate but you know what i'm saying back to this 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 plantation situation I just I felt like I had gotten to an area where I was just like blank I didn't know what to do I thought that I was losing my mind for a second so I was just like you know and walking around I felt you know uneasy especially when I got into the plantations um big house so when I got in there the, the mansion it was not what I was expecting I'm thinking like the mansion was the mansion you know what I'm saying like big house um you know looking nice because when I worked at Tougaloo they had a mansion on the campus right and the mansion compared to what I saw at um Whitney I was just like oh it's kind of outdated but I had to remember like this house was built in like the beginning of the 19th century so it was just like this is fairly old um it it just felt uneasy I was just thinking about all the things that probably could have happened in that house which was brought to our attention um particularly sexual exploitation um I think his, uh, his name is Ray Morrell. He was the former mayor of of um, New Orleans. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but dude is a descendant of the family that originally owned the plantation. Um, his like great great granddad was a product of rape. Um, his mother was raped in that house, I believe. So I, I, it just, it just fascinates me. Like, you know, I felt like I was in a fucking episode of the Twilight because I'm just like, we're in a space where, you know, people are looking at this. <coughs> excuse me, people are looking at this as a form of, oh my gosh, this is. A spectacle, you know what I'm saying? But it was our reality. And you know what's another thing that was crazy? It was a majority of white people that were there. 
And I was just like, damn, like, are they here to actually feel what we are feeling? You know, are they here to try to justify their feelings? Because in one spot, like, there was a woman who brought up um, um, social welfare. Um, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from? Where you just bring up, do you think that welfare, she was talking to the, um, the tour guy. Do you think that welfare, um, do that people need welfare or something like that? I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what does that have to do with anything? But I realized that people try to justify their feelings and their disposition about certain things just because they think that, hey, you know, we have worked here. And because she was talking about how her family was poor and things of that nature, because the tour guide eventually talked about how we all are a part of the used population, whereas the one percent is using us as a scapegoat to look stupid as fuck to create the economy. And I agree. I agree that we are our own slaves. You, you feel me? I think that we are. But what's crazy to me is how certain people try to justify in terms of their entitlement. Like, get out of your fucking feelings and realize that, hey, you're a part of the problem. I, I did not understand why the fuck she brought that up in the middle of nowhere like I, I just didn't get this shit but neither here nor there um I, I think that it would be a great place to go um if you want to receive some good information um it was totally a great vibe as far as the toy guy was concerned like I appreciate his bluntness his his sincerity his um way of saying things his delivery and tone was just awesome I I felt that shit, you understand me? But it was really quick, you know? And he advised us not to stay out there too long. He didn't want us to be out there in that space. So um, I was just like, hey, I'm down for that. Like, I can't be in here too long. But yeah, like, that was that was pretty much my weekend. Enjoyable culture, culture, <laughs> culture. Yeah, um. But as far as, like, the scope of this week, um, there's a lot been going on this week, man. And I say that every week. Every week, there's there's something new. Um, so, of course, you know, there's going to be some drama somewhere, somewhere, you know. And it's unfortunate that there's drama every goddamn where every week you know I don't know what else to say um besides to talk about Lizzo listen you guys my girl went to the um the Lakers versus the um Timberwolves game and um, I I saw a clip of her walking or whatever, and um, 
I I just I felt some type of way because so many people were trying to speak their opinion about how you know, oh my gosh, it was so inappropriate. It was gross. How could she put her bare ass on the bench? You hearing all this bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm 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 really intrigued on it because intrigued about it, rather. Because I'm thinking to myself, listen, this is a woman who has a different tax bracket than all of us. Yes, there are celebrities who, you know, have their own opinion about it, um, like Javante Davis and stuff like that. But listen, she can do whatever the fuck she wants to. She can dress however the fuck she wants to. It does not necessarily make me or break me. That's why I just really don't have an opinion about it. I'm just thinking to myself, like, rather than look at the idea of what she was wearing, do you know where she came from? Like, literally, I recall um, getting on some platform last year. I think it was Twitter. And I found out that this woman was contemplating committing suicide because she felt as though she wasn't loved and she wasn't valued and she wasn't appreciated. And just to see her confidence continue to grow, I mean, like, why diminish that? Why get upset because she's doing something that you wouldn't do? And that's the problem. A lot of people get so focused in on things that they wouldn't do and their insecurities about things. And they forget that people are living for them. They're not concerned about anybody else. And that's why I got so much respect for her. Because, like, regardless of if she wanted to wear her ass out or not, it's hers. Like, she can do that. And, hey, it, it ain't really, you know, nothing for us to do. But this is something that really kind of, like, put me on a different level of thinking. Um, Azealia Banks, who is fucking hilarious to me. People really take her fucking seriously. And I think she's a fucking joke. Like, for real. Like, not... Not in a way that like, ooh, she's a fucking joke. She's an idiot. She's 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 out there, or whatever. But and she she is out there. But I think like some of the things that she be saying just for the sake of attention, just like Lizzo did. Um, she made a comment and said that um she felt that Lizzo was um basically living up to the big girl name where you know, the Miss Parker situation where, you know, Nikki Parker was a big woman, voluptuous, beautiful, but she had to be a funny individual who chased down Professor Ogilvy, you know, for the sake of, you know, you know, trying to receive a pity party. And I, I never looked at her like that, you know what I'm saying? But Lizzo, I think, is just her own person. I don't think she's trying to live up to anything. I think she's just trying to be herself. And that's all you can that's all you can give to that. And let me tell y'all something. As far as a marketing um plot, she fucking used the game to her advantage. Just like uh <sighs> Uh, 
what's that dude's name? Damn. Lil Nas X, <laughs> for instance. He used the game perfectly. I personally believe he used it to his advantage. Um, as far as him coming out. Um I, I think if he is, he is. That's that's his business, but he used it to his advantage. Just as well as she used this to her advantage. Everybody was talking. Everybody was talking about it. And y'all fell for that shit. I'm hell, I'm talking about this shit too, but not in a negative tone. Like that's not what I'm about. And for those who are in support of it, hey. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But don't diminish somebody just because they're doing something you wouldn't do. I I don't agree with that. And I don't think that that should be a factor. I think people should be more appreciative of people standing their own ground and doing their own thing. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Continue doing what you're doing. And God speed. God speed. God speed. So, uh, there is a, um, a situation going on, of course. You guys know the drug epidemic is pretty big right now. Um, prescription drugs are a new high. Um, people are just doing things that they normally wouldn't do. Um, for the sake of healing themselves through um medication and for juice world his life is is another case where um great talent gone wrong a lot of people um are mourning his death um his untimely death he was 21 and to hear the stories that have been going on and I'm not finna even play into all of that because I was not there I don't know anything um but I will say that he was a young man and he deserved a lot more than to um sustain himself by taking prescription drugs and things of that nature um it's just one thing to get through and have to deal with that but damn like to die at 21 21 that's just crazy to me but um a lot of people have been speaking out on it you know um and stating their case and stating how they're feeling about it and i i'm for one not happy about his death I think that it's unfortunate but it really should show you the potential that our society has but how trapped and how toxic our society is a lot of people feel as though that they can sustain and live life regardless of how many drugs they take but it's 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 fascinating that you have people like that in their mind and like damn i can live throughout my life and do whatever i want to do and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that you have people like that and you know i wish um 
nothing but peace and understanding for his family. I, I, I couldn't imagine going through anything like that. Y'all pray for his family and his friends, especially his mother. God bless him. Um, cause that right there, that that right there is a hit where I don't know. As a parent, I'm not a parent myself right now. Lord, give me a couple more years, but just to have to bring up a child in the society to have to deal with the anxieties and the pain that they have to deal endure right now, I, I just couldn't imagine dealing with that. <sighs> um, so as far as um the crazy shit that I witnessed, uh let me tell you about how crazy Eminem and Nick Cannon are. Eminem uh, released he was featured on a song with um with Fat Joe or whatever and um you hear some some dissing going on pretty much between him and Nick cause Nick has been saying some crazy shit about Eminem um in interviews pertaining to Nick's ex-wife which is Mariah Carey and Nick um released this this track and it was kind of horrible <laughs> and I say kind of horrible it was horrible um it had no flow whatsoever it was no enthusiasm it was just like static I'm like what the fuck is this shit and I'm thinking to myself a lot of people put too much emphasis particularly Nick into things that don't really matter you, you, some things I think you should just be quiet about because it's not a fucking factor in your life like you're divorced from this person like why should it matter that this motherfucker is saying anything about Mariah like come on my nigga like it, it's not that deep move on get your life together and God speed um so <laughs> in other news you have um I know y'all been seeing this shit too it's it's been some some ignorant ass shit going on as far as music concerned so listen I know y'all have heard of love never knew what I was missing Keisha Cole listen listen I remember that song came out one of my little cousins he was a baby and he used to bop to that like he was eight months old bopping to that literally like he would be at back there mimicking the <laughs> so o, uh, OT Genesis released a song um, basically the Kish Cole song and it has gotten so much feedback a lot of people have been clowning that motherfucker because he sound horrible um, but what's crazy is it sounds so fucking horrible, but at the same time, it's getting replayed over and over again. I'm like, damn, this nigga is wildin' for this shit, because this motherfucking shit is off the chain. Like, ain't no way I would have produced anything like that and thought that that was okay, because that shit right there was hilarious, bitch. It was hilarious. 
Um, I I can't. OT Genesis, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should definitely be ashamed of yourself for releasing um, such ignorant quality. Because that shit right there was out of control. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, <laughs> y'all, I, I can't stop cracking up just the thought of that shit. So, uh, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way. Y'all done heard about R. Kelly's, um, he has a new release coming out, um, as far as the, um, the surviving R. Kelly sequel that was on Lifetime. So, Lifetime is, um, releasing this part, it's basically called The Reckoning, from my understanding. Um, and it will talk about the recent issues that have been going on with R. Kelly and things like that. Let me tell y'all about his ex-wife, though. Like, y'all saw Drea Kelly, who was a part of the um, documentary or docuseries. And now she wants no parts of um, the docuseries. And she is in talks of suing Lifetime for using her image. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, you had everything to say about this shit. And I, and I can kind of understand now. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate in this moment because I can understand what the world is thinking. Like, what the fuck you been saying all this shit about this nigga this entire time? Now you want to, you know, play it back a little bit. What the fuck? No, speak up on that shit. But I can kind of understand, like, I really, you really haven't been hearing too much about her as of lately, like, so, I'm, I'm assuming that, like, receiving all the flack that she did from the previous one, she probably don't want to be dealing with the shit, um, and I kind of could get that, like, I wouldn't want to deal with no shit like that either, you know, having to deal with the space of dealing with someone who you don't fuck with like that, like, I can get that. I can totally understand that shit. Like, it's not worth it sometimes to deal with people who don't mean you mean you well whatsoever. So I can I can totally understand. And I hope, you know, over time that um she finds healing in this process in which she has been dealing with because I can only imagine, you know, having to suffer through dealing with somebody of that magnitude, having to deal with the case like this, because he got a lot going on. Like, it's it's crazy as hell that, you know, this person that you and I and I've spoken on this before, somebody who you, you know, saw as a person of interest in terms of music like this, this guy created a platform like no other so now just to see where he is now just like "Mm, ain't that some shit so oh yeah 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 let me tell y'all about uh your old dude in 45 old dude in 45 y'all get it y'all should get it old dude in 45 take the hint because i ain't gonna call him my president he he is, but I don't want to call him that, so I'm not gonna call him that. Uh, <laughs> um, I know y'all saw uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Um, 
she asked that Congress proceed with their articles impeach for impeachment against um color color orange. So she basically stated that the president leaves us no choice but to act because he is trying to corrupt once again the election for his own benefit. And Pelosi, she went on to state that um you know she wants to make a clear signal to the Democrats to move swiftly to get him impeached. Guess by when? Christmas. And you know, of course, his supporters have been going rampant and going crazy. Um, particularly people have been saying, like, this is gonna cause a civil war. What the fuck? Like a civil war. If you that indebted to this man, you are stupid as fuck because he don't mean you no good. But let me tell you what's next though. The House of um, Judiciary Committee has authority to write articles of impeachment and will vote on whether or not to refer them to the full house. If they're approved, they'll go to the House floor where a simple majority is needed to formally impeach President Trump. If Trump is impeached, the Senate will hold a trial to decide if he should be removed from office. A two-thirds majority is required to convict and remove the president from office. Um, Pelosi will answer these questions. Um, she got some questions in a town hall meeting, so I'm just anticipating to see what the hell going on. Like, th- th- this should be interesting, you know, like to see what the fuck is going on. Is Gucci man a G? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm anticipating to see what these people will do because this right here, ah, this some drama. Some drama. Some drama. That I can't even express. It's just like, what the fuck is going on in my home, you know? And why is there so much drama? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I'm so ready for this shit to be over because it's been so much shit going on. Like, he's too old. These people too old to be in office doing all this shit. Number one. So, I'm really intrigued on this to see what's going on. Um, And and to give you really a a background on what has happened, um, because a lot of people are unclear about what he's actually did, um, actually done, excuse me. He has abused his power. Um, I don't know if y'all realize that he went and he was pressuring Ukraine to investigate all of his political rivals ahead for the upcoming election. Um, and let me tell y'all what he did. This is not only that. It's like $400 million on the line. Like, this is U.S. government money. Like, he <laughs> fucking fundling with these goddamn money. And then obstruction to the Congress. Um... There's a lot of misconduct as far as the blockade of subpoenas that have been going on and a refusal to allow key senior officials to testify before Congress. Of course he's going to do that because he can do that. It's fucked up, but he can. Um, I, 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 hopefully, 
something is done because this shit can't continue. I'm so sick of his ass, and I'm sick of these other crazy ass people too. Like they got to get it together. Oh, well, let's piggyback off real, real, real quick off of um entertainment. So I know y'all saw the Golden Globes issued out their nominations and half the people that you would have expected to be nominated were not unfortunately um i think they were robbed of that opportunity and no shade to any of the people who were nominated like jennifer lopez i just don't feel like she's just the best actress to get half of i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna do it but i'm gonna say this us should have been nominated. And when they see us, should have been nominated. Y'all downplayed these people and y'all fucked up. Golden Globes. Yet again, y'all are diminishing the people who actually deserve what they deserve, you know? I, I just can't. I can't with y'all motherfuckers. I can't. But anyway, um, Yes, that's all I got for the news entertainment. And I, I gave y'all my little history in, in terms of, you know, the Whitney Plantation. So, yeah, there it is. Moving along. Y'all stay tuned. In the bathroom. So, I expressed my issues um with how I've seen people treat Lizzo um in the previous segment but um I want to dive a little bit more into it as far as body image concern um I have a big problem in terms of how people of size are depicted by those who can casually get whatever they want to um, when they go shopping um, or as far as, you know, just feeling comfortable in your space because sometimes when you have um, body image issues, you tend to compare yourself to different people. I know sometimes, you know, I joke around and I say my fat ass and things of that nature. But listen, let me tell you something. Um, One thing I can say about myself, I have gained confidence in my image. It took a long time to get there. I have um, times where I have issues with my stomach because it's just like overwhelmingly big now because you know like what the fuck this motherfucker is huge now you know but aside from all that like I don't really have no big issue per se that's like you know taken away from who I am I will say that like I said in the past it took a long time to get there um I've been in different spaces before and I saw myself as being just, you know, just unattractive, you know what I'm saying? And it, it was crazy because, you know, I just was a kid, you know what I'm saying? I was a kid who felt as though people didn't appreciate, you know, people like me, you know? And I realized over time how valuable um 
it is to embrace this Kenya and I'm going to take it back um, to the first time that I noticed body image man it was probably about 96 um my uncles um were joking um and they were talking about my weight and my mama cussed them out and she also went off on my aunt because she was just like you know you have your son sitting up here calling my son a fat ass and you know I'm trying to figure out where this coming from it's coming from you you know and I never understood that at that point in my time like it really made me look at people totally different um I always you know felt bad you know as a kid because I didn't know how to express myself now it took a while because like before that I don't think I really like really noticed that I had that much interest in food as I did um but prior to that like I was just this happy go jolly type of personality I wanted to always have people like me I wanted to be liked and when I got into that space where people were talking about my weight I just was like man this is horrible you know and um I felt as though people really didn't take me serious um, and they really didn't take me in as much as I wanted to be taken in. Um, particularly like when we would play sports and things like that, that nature. I wanted to play sports at one point. I was interested, but I grew uninterested in it. Um, my lack of interest became more apparent when I noticed that it was just like, that's not for me. Um, I allowed my own insecurities to play me, um, but I never noticed how that had an effect on me. Um, I would look up ways to exercise and things of that nature, but I really just was not taking any interest in doing any of that um, until probably my ninth grade year. I had lost weight up and on, off and on up until that point, but my ninth grade year, like, it was a little bit more structured. I, um had started stepping and you know running and things of that nature because I was a part of the junior auxiliary and when I lost all that weight y'all like it was like slim pickings I felt thin must be pounds (laughs) I lost a lot of weight during that time um but I started to pick back up because like all of the things that I wanted and this is what's crazy once I gained access to a vehicle, which was fairly young, I don't think I should have been driving around as young as I was, but I could, you know, and I could pick up whatever I wanted to pick up. Like, I would definitely go to Taco Bell and overindulge in food, and I felt like it was just comforting. And at that time, I didn't realize how fucked up it was causing me to, you know, gain more weight. Um, And then I got into college and it was just like a pickup of things up until my senior year. Lost some weight my senior year. And then I gained it again once I graduated and started working. And when I started working at night, I gained like 30 pounds. And I think in about three months, 
that was just the worst feeling to have gone through and then along with that having to deal with my blood pressure which at that time was colliding with a lot of things that I had going on so I just never really felt comfortable um it wasn't until I think I went to this party like listen there was a time in my life I would go to places and I just get lit and turn up this one particular time like me and my one of my favorite profiles um we had a little challenge as far as this um drinking game concerned and I'm just like hey I'm gonna get lit and get turned up or whatever and I'm actually you're gonna get more messed up than I am and he was just like nah 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 we going back and forth going back and forth and then all of a sudden like in that space like i'm lit having a good time and um one of my buttons busted open and i don't know what the fuck happened i I guess i had too much to drink and it hit (laughs) hit my gut pop open a little bit and at that time i was just like fuck it like i went to the club and i unbuttoned my shirt I'm lit, turning up, having a good time. I had people coming up to me asking me to button up my shirt because they didn't want to see that. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, fuck that. Like, I'm still, I'm going to enjoy myself. Like, I'm not going to tame myself just because you don't like what you see. Like, this is my reality. This is what I have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? And it took a long time to gather it because let me tell you prior to that i think i hated going to the pool having to have my shirt on because my chest you know was not firm and my stomach was out i just didn't like that and it took a long time to get into a space where i would just actually not wear my shirt you know what i'm saying and that said a lot about me as a person that i had been infringed for so long and now i'm starting to open up and people are not taking it um and from that point on i realized that people don't appreciate people of size as much they look at it as disgust when they see a gut or someone um with a chest that's flabby or it's not up to to speed with what everybody else is going through and this is why i can kind of understand what lizzo was going through because it's just like it's not attractive to you but you don't know what it took to get to the space you know what I'm saying? You don't know what it took to get to the space where I'm comfortable, where I am in my skin. That shit is a long stretch. And it's hard when you have people who don't appreciate you. And it's hard when you don't have um, the comfort of going and buying clothes like you want to. Especially me. Like, man, like, I bought some pants the other day. And I realized that, like, vertical stripes don't look good on me. <laughs> <laughs> the shit look ugly as fuck but at the same time it was just like man like those are things that you have to deal with you know what i'm saying but it's based off of the confidence that you possess in wearing that particular material i just knew in that moment like that shit wasn't for me like that it's not something that i could wear but you know i i struggle with that sometimes i have to purchase clothes online now i can't just conveniently go to the store and purchase everything that i want to that actually looks decent because they don't have my size and some sizes i can wear like a 2x i could barely fit into that shit anymore but at the same time it's just like 
I don't think that really the world sees the change in people and how we're developing and you know things of that nature not saying that my size is the healthiest because it's not I'm I'm not at my healthiest at all I feel like I have a lot of work to do but at the same time while I'm in this space I do want to look the part I do want to look good and I do want to feel good you know what I'm saying I don't want to have to you know dim me down or take down who I am just because people don't appreciate my size I just think it's unfortunate that we're in a state where people don't really notice how certain things offend people um and now like you know being I'm in a relationship like I want to live you know to my full potential I want to be comfortable and I want to love and feel love you know what I'm saying and my old lady she makes me feel confident in myself like she loves my good um she tells me she loves it you know for the sake of saying but at the same time I know where I need to get to you know what I'm saying I know I get, need to get down a little bit but at the same time I have somebody who loves this shit you know what I'm saying and I've had people who've liked this shit before but at the same time like to really look at it at full view when you take note of who you are you take note of who you are and it, it when I started noticing the craft that I possess within myself, I began to love me a little bit better. And not to say that I take care of my body in the best form. I don't. I don't. But um, I just think it's interesting, you know, how people think that it's okay to diminish other people's character based off of weight. Especially kids, like, you know, parents... If you want to instill confidence in your children, make them feel comfortable in what they have now. Allow them to be loved and to be appreciated versus trying to ostracize them into believing that everything is just in a gray area in terms of like clothing and things like that. Because like... I, I damn sure did not like wearing huskies and shit like that. Like, that shit look horrible now that I think about it. But, hell, you know, you go through what you go through. But I just had crazy experiences as a kid, man. Like, I remember my great-grandmother, and I love her. Like, I love my grandma. Both of them in particular. One of them was, like, she would call my granddad, and she would literally ask him over the phone how much I weighed. Every time I was in his presence, he would be like, go on the scale to look at your weight. And I, and I never, like, told my parents that, but, like, it really bothered me for a long time. Like, I'm like, why in the fuck am I having to, you know, seek validation over something like this? Like, you should love me for me and encourage a healthy lifestyle, not by just sitting up here asking me something like this. Um, and then you had my great-grandmother on my, um, my other great-grandmother. She, <laughs> she never really said anything bad, but, like, she used to talk about how, um, bigger people can't clean themselves properly or something like that. And I'm just like, hell, 
I'll scrub myself down before anything. Because she was referring to one of my older cousins. He's heavier set. And she used to talk about how it was hard for him to, like, clean himself and clean his legs and his back and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I can do that. Like, I know how to, you know, scrub down and thoroughly clean myself. And then um, she used to pick on me on my legs because they were, like, and they still fat as hell, but at the same time, she used to be, like, playful as hell. She would get to switch and, like, tap on my legs, them juicy legs, and just crack up. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? And then my grandmother, she always talked about my weight, you know? Kendall, you need to do better, drink more water, and things like that. And it's just like... Don't you realize that I know these things? It's not that I'm not privy to it. Like, I don't want to do these things. I just have a taste or neck for different things. And I eat shit that just is good for me. And it tastes good. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is something that you created. It wasn't something that I just outright did. It was something that was created. It wasn't a healthy lifestyle in my household. Like, my parents didn't always eat healthier foods and things like that. I didn't always like vegetables. I just got into a space where I now can tolerate eating onions. And I despise the motherfuckers. But it's just certain things that I had to grow into. And it's, it's still hard to get into spaces of doing it and feeling comfortable enough doing it and now I'm getting older and it's just like shit man like I really gotta tighten up and I just I I haven't gotten that mind frame yet and and that's the unfortunate part I haven't got there yet I still eat crazy shit and it's crazy because I know better you know what I'm saying but I I don't know I, I think that body image can really torture you and it, it really did. It, it toyed with me for a long time. I was so bothered by it at one point that I would, you know, you know, skip meals, you know, because I felt like I had ate too much, you know, a meal before or something like that. I, I just did not have a good perception of myself. For a long time, I didn't. But now I... I kind of do, you know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God allowed me to open my eyes to see how blessed I am to have people who acknowledge that and who embrace that. There are moments where I'm like, damn, Ken, you outdid yourself. Um, But it's going to take time to get into a space where overall appearance will be great. I just want people to realize that there are, are moments where you have to not necessarily praise things or give knowledge to things that you know are bad because you know it's, it's toxic I can't say that but at the same time just just be more open to people versus diminishing them just because of their size take a deeper look into the deeper picture and figure out what's going on versus trying to tear them down like i I can't stand this shit like why tear somebody down because of size like that's unfortunate man have y'all motherfuckers are pitiful for doing it because that's what i noticed when they were doing it to lizzo like they did that shit they used to they was tearing her down her big ass no better like 
and half people was talking about, you know, we're not talking about the size. You wouldn't talk about this shit if it was Rihanna. And I'm being 100. People would not talk about that shit if it was Rihanna. People would not talk about that shit if it was Beyonce. People would not do that. Like, come on now. Like, be real. Like, y'all got to stop making judgment calls based off of what people see. And what you see is not attractive to you. You might want to take a, a deeper glance at who these individuals are. And realize how valuable they are to us in our culture. Man, like, come on now. And that's one thing I wish that we could have. Like, bigger people aside who actually are fashionable. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, Fat Joe. Got a couple other people who who are of size, who grace the stage pretty well. But at the same time, it's not a lot of us. We don't all get a lot of recognition, like, at all. So, that's one of the things I, I, I pray for in the future, that we, people size, get the proper recognition that is due. And that's all I got for y'all for tonight. Um, Yeah, size and many blessings as far as who we are not to be diminished because we're big and that's it y'all stay tuned until the closing segment of the bathroom chronicles so of course you know i gotta end with the whole of the week holy observant excellent we taking back the word you know you know you know now there are two people that come into mind when i think of holy observant excellent <laughs> and that would probably be lena way and melina matasukas um listen although i have not seen queen and slim i already have a tragic idea in my mind of what it's going to end like and unfortunately it's really been like pushing me not to want to watch it as much i am going to watch it because it's, it's i can tell it's great um they have great actors and actresses in that movie but the the two people that like i just mentioned lena and melina um are great people within the industry um melina um, from what I remember her from being, she was great, um, in producing and directing, um, a lot of Beyonce's videos that she had, um, a lot of substance. Like, I'm like, she's top rank when it comes down to shit like that. And then you got Lena Waite, of course, um, in her own right, doing her thing, Boomerang, Chicago, Town. Or it's the shy, rather. Um, and other um, other shows and movies. But just phenomenal people. And let me tell y'all something. They were snubbed by Golden Globes, of course. Because the movie, you can tell what it's about um, based off the preview. Um, but to be snubbed by the journalist who was supposed to go to these um, premieres to 
watch the movie um, who didn't even show up. And let me tell y'all something like people like that. It just shows you the type of character that they have, that they don't really spot on the type of talent that you have um, to really just push aside their biases that they have already. Um, just, I don't know. Like, like I said, I think that these people are great and talented human beings and they're going to make a killing in the future. Um, it's so unfortunate that the, the, the journalist didn't take their offer by watching the movie, but let me tell y'all something. Y'all watch out. These are the people to look out for in the future. Um, even though they have in their own right, um, a great resume, they're going to kill the game. You better believe it. I'm just thinking about Boosie's song. You better believe it. You better. Y'all, y'all better believe it. Y'all better mother believe. Y'all better believe it. Stay tuned. I'm telling you, they are going to kill the game. Yes. As always, you know that. I also have to end with a closing. Listen, no matter what people think of you, no matter what they say, just know that you are your own vision. And I know you're like, what the fuck does that mean? You are your own vision. You are the only one that you can stare back at yourself and say, hey, I know you and I know what you're capable of doing. You Set the tone for yourself and stay above ground no matter what. And don't allow people to take advantage of you. Stay put and stay still. God is preparing you for the next level. So stay tuned. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all probably don't understand what the fuck I'm saying. Stay tuned, you guys. Your blessings are coming. Y'all have a good night. Well, morning, whatever. Y'all have a good one. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And yeah, if you also, also want to um, see what's going on throughout the week, follow the page, of course, at the Bathroom Chronicles. And it's T-H-E-E, not T-H-E. No, we, we got to go extra with the E. Of course, the Bathroom Chronicles on Instagram. And you can follow my personal page at the, again, we got to be extra with the E, Black Ba, B-A-H. Y'all already know how to spell black, I hope. Um, <laughs> like I said, y'all have a good one. Stay easy and stay prayed up, my people. Peace in the Middle East in the bathroom. You dig? You dig? We out.